Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to There Will Be Dungeons, everybody. It is time for us to play d and I'm Scott Johnson with John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and of course, our DM, Kyle Ferguson. And we're ready to continue things. Before we do, though, a reminder that we like tea, and so will you. You may not even know if you like tea yet, but I guarantee if you go to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD, you'll find a tea there that makes you happy. You're trying to sleep better at night. You're trying to wake up better in the day. Those are two different kind of teas, and they're there for you. And if you go to the slash TWBD on the phoenixpearltea.com site, you'll find all the cool teas that are based on the stuff we do here on the show. So go check those out, and uh, you'll be happy you did. I promise. All right, we're going to dive right in. Before we do, we hand it over to Kyle, who will catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, with the help of Granny Goggles, the cat lady, we made our way through a dungeon to find a small urn, a jar that contained an old, discarded, dried-out heart. We took that jar with a bat on top of it down, down, down the stairs and put it into the hole on the altar where it fit perfectly. As we turned about, we chose the left staircase and began to ascend. Now we find our heroes looking for the other jars as they explore the Underdark and a way to enter, perhaps, the Great Door and beyond the Kalazar. Everyone roll survival checks. Boy, you're right out the gate this week. Mm-hmm. We usually don't roll this early. Yeah, my roll reflected it with a five. <laughs> Fourteen. An, I touch myself and grant myself a d4 in case I need it. Oh, I'm glad I did that. It's not going to be much better, though. Let's see. Uh, seven. <laughs> Everybody roll intelligence saving throws. Oh, my lord. Remember, plus two if you're close to Grinkeeper. Would I do so with advantage? You would. Eleven. Um... Uh, 15, assuming I'm close to Grinkeeper. 7, 8, uh, 8, if I count Grinkeeper's bonus. All right. You head up the staircase to the left, which is thin like the others, made of stone carved into the very rock. The walls around you seem worked and smooth, though still wet from the underdark in this cavernous atmosphere. You ascend for... An extremely long time, which you expected after your previous staircase. 
and find yourself in the roaming and twisting tunnels of the Underdark. Your way is unhindered, though you feel as if someone's watching you the entire time, perhaps a presence with you that seems to keep the creatures at bay. At every twist and turn, you almost see a glint of an eye, an old gray eye watching you around a corner, but it disappears by the time you get there. You see creatures and various white spider-like beings scurry out of the ceilings as you walk by. Everything seems to give way, make birth as you proceed through these tunnels. And eventually, it stops going up, and you continue through these winding chasms. But you get horribly lost. Horribly, horribly lost. You stop for a short rest, as we've now taken, and you eat what's left, but however, Splendor Belt's meals are all gone. They were all eaten by the baby Hakor in his bag. So you share some of your food with Splendor Belt. Greenkeeper will ask if the thing's been named yet. Uh, no. I have an idea, though. I was thinking perhaps... Uh, this creature, uh, name it after the mess it has made somehow. So perhaps his name is uh, 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 Scroun- Scroungy. I don't know yet. I have to think of this name. I give it some time. Scroungy boxed at this name <laughs> from inside the bag. Bo- oh, box, not bulks, but box. Got it. Box. Like box. Right. Inside the bag. After your snack and your supplies dwindle, your supplies deplete. You decide to return to the surface. You're not sure what's overcome you, but you decide to give up. You head back to town. Down the staircase yet again, a grueling trip. Back up the main staircase, past the statue, to dungeon level E, all the way back to the lift. You get divided as you do so, but each of you know the way. Perhaps concerned that the others are lost behind in the tunnels, you wait for a little bit, but you can't find them. So, as night comes about, as you can see from the mirrors above that reflect the light down the Gruber lift and lift, and you know it's just not safe to stay underground during the nightfall, you head up individually, alone. Splendor Belt, you make your way back to the farm. So a sort of trance feels like it's overtaken you. You walk one foot in front of the other, exhausted, hungry. The creature in your bag still rustling about, chewing on a candle here and there. And as you reach the farm, you see all your workers lined up in front of you. They all stand, arms crossed, tools thrown in front of them. This is what you see as you approach. Okay. Uh, they're looking at me? Like staring at me? They're staring down the road. They see you coming. You see among them uh, Noparopa, the Bullywug. You see Gleepoma. And they just, they've Even- thrown their tools into like a, like they're done, like they've thrown it into a pile and they're looking pissed. Is that what I perceive? A, a pile in front of them. And from this distance, you can see arms crossed. And even even Chad Brad, 
his stake has been repositioned towards the front of the farm here by all your workers lined up. This looks like a strike. Um, all right, I'll make my way to them. And, uh, probably go to Snake Man to ask him what's going on. Ah, Splendabouts, you return from the underground. Have you news of my princess? Eh, uh, no, except, uh, we are going, that, this is next on list. Next on list, I am done. We here on the Splendor Belt Farm, the Potato Concern, reject you. Uh, what? What? Why? What has happened since since I was gone? You knew I. You knew this. I was going to work on this when I came back. Word has reached our ears, Mister Splendor Belt. Each day that passes, you betray us. And now, deep below in the Flump Bathhouse. You had a chance to find my princess, yet you turned it down. All right, quick, quick remind me here. Who told me what <laughs> down there? Uh, this was the great fish beast, the Abolith, who spoke to you psychically from behind his bathhouse door. He said he knew the location of the princess to you, but you uh, said, eh, and moved yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That does sound like him. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's that that fits. Um Hmm. How uh, I would ask how how do you know what uh, transpired where we were? How do you know any of this? We don't all spend about we've heard the stories how you in the bathhouse met my kin and refused to ask them questions of how to free my curse. <laughs> well, this is not so much true as is just a side effect of my, uh, uh, you know, we had, we had other goals there and this was not time for any of this. No more lies, Mr. Spongebob. <laughs> I called you master, and you betrayed us. Tears would stream down my cheeks if they could. <laughs> I looked down at, uh, is Fishman here? Uh, Fishboy, what's his name? Uh, Gleepo Gleepo Ma, Ma, yes. He's there. I'll look at him, like, you know, maybe kind of wondering if he's also got grievances he'd like to air. I desire... I better compensation than nothing. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> and the frog next to him. <laughs> we have made an arrangement. And what is this? And just as you ask, you see a horse cart being pulled up the street. One that looks a little familiar. One with steps that are a little too close together. Hmm. And emerging from it. Ah, Mr. Splendorbell. Great. I see you've met my associates. <laughs> oh, Marvin, shit. please step out here and, and take a look at our new workers. They look excellent, my father. These are going to be good workers. Yes, Mr. Splendorbell. We have uh, taken it upon ourselves to liberate this uh, atrocity of a worker's uh, situation. Uh, you must define atrocity for me. I don't. I, I've, uh, they are all fine. Look at them. It's fine. It's fine. 
It's fine. He says this is fine, Marvin. He says it's fine, but he's wrong, Dad. I know, Marvin. He's very wrong. Listen, you have here a, a cursed minotaur who's, who's stuck on a stake regardless of his body being buried very nearby. You could regenerate him. Uh, Splinterbelt will know that this actually kind of looks bad. Um, kind of. That it looks <laughs> kind of. That it looks pretty you know. neglectful. <laughs> Um, but I would still, I would say our deal was not for you to take this over and become, you know, you can't do this. This is not, this is not deal we made. I'm afraid the deal has advanced. We purchased the grounds from underneath him, Mr. Spunderbilt. You filed, you failed to file the proper paperwork, which left us no recourse and no other decision than to deal with the bank. Of which we heard that you and your companions robbed previously. Hmm. Trying to decide what Spunderbutt would do. His whole existence right now is to support this farm. Um... Yeah, I would. I would say. Well, uh, I have not been informed. There's been no formal process to complain or to tell me I'm not rightful owner. This is not. This is not legal process you are bringing, Mister Splendorbelt. I'm afraid to inform you. Each one of these workers has a grievance against you that has been filed in the court of Atomer Law. You will be uh, subpoenaed and brought to justice for your lack of compensation. I say we end it here Three months Four months have passed Since the charlatan Betrayed me under the full moon (laughs) Dug ditches I have Planted potatoes Cut them apart And no search for a princess Has bared fruit All right I'm going to try something. I'm going to try something. Uh, I am going to uh, cast therm- th- uh, Thermaturgy and get real loud. And uh, in a very big and booming voice, I'm going to go... Um, this is not the proper way to handle this transaction. Arbitration is needed. Leave this place. Would you like to roll a deception, intimidation, or persuasion? I am definitely trying to intimidate. Okay. So let's intimidate, shall we? Let's. I will scratch the inside of my leg with my hidden hand to give myself a little extra bonus in case I need it uh, with guidance. And I will now cast intimidation. Here we go. Come on, baby. Hold on. I got to roll a little more than that. Come on, give me an 84. Come on. All right, so 15. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, That would be a 14 plus a 4, so uh, 21. John, Kristen, headphones off. Oh, shit. 
I'm in trouble. You holler across your farm, and as you make stern eyes at each one of your workers and the good wines, they shift slightly. Their form disperses for but a moment. And where they stand in the shape of humans and frogmen and Chadbrad, you see swarms of rats. Oh, geez. All except for one. On the top of the coach driving the cart is a man wearing a full bucket helm and night armor. He does not shift about, and he raises a, a, a gauntleted finger to where his lips would be and goes, As soon as it happens, the shifting disperses and everyone returns back to their forms as you expect them. Noparopa, the good wines, Glipoma, uh, Gloop, and Noparopa, if I already said the Chad Brad. Okay. And that includes the bad guys, all those guys. Not the bad guys. Everybody the... has returned to normal. And do I have any idea what I just witnessed? No idea. Except I got a wink and a nod from the the dude on the cart. Um I would say, uh, pardon me, I hate to uh, have tangent in conversation, but uh, you have not introduced your friend here, and I'll point to that dude. He he is no concern to us. He is but a a driver for a beautiful cart here. Uh, Please, uh, focus at the task at hand. Uh, Mr. Splendorbella, we we suggest, uh, due to your position and your income, perhaps, from Potato Farm, that you abandon this business and leave town promptly. Do I think he's... Do I sense he's being honest about who this guy is in the cart? You can roll an insight. Let's do it. A 17. You found it dismissive, but perhaps in this moment as you look about your workers... You think more to yourself, where did they get all this information? How do they know what happened at the bathhouse? Was Angel up here betraying you, telling everybody exactly? She wasn't even witness to the conversation you had in your own mind in that back door. There's a rat, see? There's some kind of rat. Um, maybe literally. Um, all right. All right, I uh, knowing the odds here, I have no, I have nobody there that's a quote unquote, you know, ally, except potentially this guy on the wagon. But I don't know anything about him. Um, I'm going to go. Please wait here for a moment. I will comply with your request, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out toward where the where I got some money buried. I ain't leaving that here. <laughs> I'll come back and deal with these guys later, but I'm not leaving that money. All right, you go, you collect your money. As you walk off, you hear in the distance, let me kill him. He has betrayed me too long. I will find the princess myself. His back is turned. It will not be a dishonorable kill after all he has done to me. And I hear all that. Mm-hmm. 
How far am I from them now? Well, I'm here. You'd be so they'd be on the edge of your farm. Your rock, I believe, was on the top right facing the swamp. Yep. So you'd be pretty far out, at least 200 feet. Okay. So I'm not really worried. is not quiet about this. Not really worried about an imminent attack or anything. So I would gather up the gold, even having heard what I heard. Um, I'll walk and any other. I don't remember what else I put in there. I may have put something else in there, not just money. Hold on. You had gems stashed in your tower hole, the hole that the hag had from long ago. That's right. Mm, I'd want those too. Uh, yeah, I'd make a beeline for the tower. And and get those gems. As you head to the tower, you begin collecting your gems. And the conversations continue uh, behind you. As you kind of give a glance out of the corner of your eye, you see good wine dispensing new tools uh, and bags of money to all the various employees around him. All right, I'll gather up those gems and I will walk back toward them to essentially, you know, express my uh, frustration that they'll hear from me again, uh, but that I will that I will leave for now and abide by their, you know, their supposed rules here. And where do you go when you leave? Um, I would head toward town. Um. How do I usually get around physically? How you far? Just walk usually. I walk, right? So what? What yeah. did we just decide? It was like a thirty-minute thing or something. Walking. Yeah, about an hour to the guild in full. Okay, I'd make my way that direction. Um, you know, hands on hilts as I walk away from them, just you know, thinking cautiously about what they might do behind my back. Uh get paid for labor. And I will you know, look. Real night, real night I, scenario. <laughs> I will look really sadly at um, uh, Brad, Chad, Chad, Brad, just kind of make a face at him like, you know, he's he's done more than betray me here. And then I'll walk off. (laughs) As you walk, everything fades around you until you're walking in a spotlight that just contains Crandall's Thunder Belt. Oh. <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy's intro. We go now to Ko. Ko, you emerge from the dungeon alone, just as everybody else has. And you make your way back home. But as you walk, people whisper in the streets. They seem to point under their arms, under their shoulders. You see one, perhaps an old interview gnome that you once knew. Write a quick piece of paper, fold it into a dove, and it flies away. Posters seem to be hanging around. And they increase in number as you reach your home. And as you walk by one, you see your own face upon it. Co, one-shot criminal. Wanted for attacking elves in the streets. Villain, it says below. Reward 10,000 gold pieces. Uh, is there any indication on the poster as to who posted it? Like where 
someone would go to turn in the bounty? Is this a guild poster? Is it uh, local authorities? Funded by the guild. Any information available, please report to the Daily Quest. Hmm. would uh he lives near the guild right like his house is very close by right correct you moved uh just to the west northwest of the guild there i would head to the guild you walk into the guild and he would take a poster okay so you pull down a poster and head towards the guild as you open the door gas move about the room and you see Zoldar the Wizen sitting at a table with your wife, Anathala. She's crying. Oh, would immediately walk over. His back is to you and her hands, her head is in her hands and she weeps. It is all right, my dear. It is all right. A villainous music box uh, he used long ago to uh, uh, provide you with contact with the Kalizar. Uh, Ko would slam the poster down, and what is the meaning of this? Oh, and he jumps up and kind of places his hand to the nearby wall. Uh, go one shot, yes, uh, you are, uh, here. Of course I'm here. I haven't gone anywhere else. Uh, you, you are, uh, and he makes a kind of rounding motion with his finger, under arrest for crimes against Atomer, uh, for exposing uh, your wife and uh, others uh, to the drone uh, below. I have done no such thing, and I think you know it. And Ko would immediately manifest the psychic daggers in his hands, glowing red hot. Uh, there's no, there's no need for uh, uh, for violence, uh, please, Anatha, please. Go. How could you do this to us? How could you ruin our family, our home? What was would uh, connect psychically to Anathala? This is all you hear. There's no voice inside. Nobody's present. Please, uh, uh, Mr. Groenhammer, the, the chains, uh, manacles for the one shot. And you see Groenhammer approaching you with a pair of handcuffs. Masterwork no. made. This isn't real. None of this is right. Ko's going to throw a psychic dagger at Zoltar, Zoltan. Zoltar, Make an attack. His name is. <laughs> Zoldar, and I think I also occasionally say Zoltan. So. Okay. Zoldar, when it comes to the lore many book. Names. I think, yeah. Zoltar Zoltan is his whole name. Zoltar Zoltan. Uh, 15 to hit. You hit him right in the chest. Oh, oh, and he grabs his head and falls back. Is this a lethal blow? Uh, yeah, it would be intended to be lethal. He, he slumps to the ground. Go, please, just go with them. 
How could you do this? I need to figure out what's going on. None of this is is right. And Co would try and uh, hold on because the psychic whispers. Let me see. Do I have it without using the psychic points? No, he wouldn't try. He would be convinced this was fake, and he would leave. There wouldn't be anything additional. He's gonna. You turn to leave. You run past the other guild employees. Jimmy the Soup, also with a pair of manacles, and uh, Helenar Clearstone. (laughs) As you push her out of the way and run for the door, you're out in the streets. Uh, Ko's going to start heading to Splendor Belt's farm because he doesn't. I don't think he knows where Greenkeeper lives. <laughs> That's fair. I don't think she's As ever fair. had a party. As you run down the street, you pass Lady Wildfire. Ko, Ko, please. How could you do this to my family? Babies cry in her arms as she screams as you run by. Yeah, he doesn't... Ko isn't buying any of this. Not since he heard the squeaking. You continue running. You run past one Chuck Nasty. You ruined my business, Ko! I'm gonna get you for this! And as you run... The light fades around you. You run on a single spotlight in total darkness. Growing more and more exhausted. You haven't had a meal. You were underground for some 18 hours straight. Tired and alone. You run out of town towards Splendorbelt Farm. Grinkeeper. Yes. You find yourself back in the Loran base. You have been attended to by your ghostly servants... They are cleaning your armor and your weapons. You returned back to Atomer, unsuccessful, having placed the one urn in, but unable to locate what was at the top of the second staircase. Uh, Carrie had a map, she remembers, so she's going to wait for restocking of supplies and cleaning of her armor, and then she'll head to the guild. After giving the armor, the cool armor in her bedroom, a sad look. (laughs) You give it a sad look. And you realize that you will never have that armor. Uh, no, no, Grinkeeper. What? Grinkeeper's confused as to why she would think that. She'll shake it off and keep going. And as you reach up to pull your hair out of your eyes, you realize you have no hair. What? <laughs> Grinkeeper will stop and she'll go to the nearest mirror. As you make your way to the nearest mirror, the entire Loran base falls apart like water down a wall. You find yourself in a lonely dungeon room, bare walls, wearing a straight jacket. Your mother weeps outside the door. <laughs> Will she ever be okay, Doctor? This is a pretty extreme case. She believes in this Loran. She believes herself to be a paladin of sorts. She will never be whole again. We have deduced her insane and removed her hair for her own safety. 
We will keep her here in the Kingdom Saint Asylum. Greenkeeper's going to look around very confused, and then she's going to think to her pink bracelet, and she's going to imagine Gentleman Cavalier and Co. and Splendorbelt and see what direction they might be in. Everyone outside the door shifts slightly as you do this. Hey! Hey! I, there is no such thing as the Gentleman Cavalier. Entirely made up by her own mind. She believes herself blessed by a goddess of love. She's going to think harder and see if the shifting goes again. They are uh, entirely made, made up. She's going to think as hard as she can. Her brain's really going to hurt. It's all... The asylum is true. It is all true. Submit. Submit. What? Who are you? She'll call out. As you reach about looking for the mirror, you find the mirror on the ground, a, a mirror near you, a small mirror, one that you took from the Withers Mansion, and you hold it up to your face and you see the back of your own head as only that mirror supplies. And you see attached to the nape of your neck a rat. Gross. Is she, has she broken the straitjacket? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you sort of phase through it. Shifting as it did. Cool. She'll go to grab the rat and then throw it across the room. You go to grab the rat, but nothing is there. There's nothing there. There is no rat. There is no rat. You are sad and alone. No, I'm not. Greenkeeper says out loud. Disagree. <laughs> okay, that's good for you. This one does not submit. She is immune. She is immune to the charms. A paladin too strong for us. Crinkeeper's gonna look around, seeing if she can find where the voices are coming from. Suddenly, you find yourself standing in. A different place. We go now to Splendorbelt, who is still walking sadly down the road. Sir? Sir? A man is running up to catch up to you. He has his own spotlight. I'll turn to him. It's the knight from the carriage. You again. What is it? He has on his chest a, a tabard with a blazing sun and a great lance upon it, a horse kind of rearing in the background of that. Very good. Huzzah, sir. <laughs> uh, hello. What do you need from me? Uh, just a farewell in this place? No. The ah. worst possible day I'm having. Uh, pretty, come with me. Where? Uh, to freedom, yes. <sighs> okay, I, I will come. I will come with you. I thank you for following, sir. All right, this way. <laughs> okay, I'll follow him. He leads you. He leads you through this darkness, <laughs> and you find running in front of you 
Now, I would imagine you anime style, but I'll give you a moment, John, because yeah. I see you running down the street with daggers drawn arms back. But that's, you know, up to your interpretation. <laughs> so you're running in your own darkness here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing a slight uh, Naruto run. Maybe Excellent. not overly so, you know, not a 90 degree, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's on the verge. You spy a beam of light out ahead and you see two figures, Splendor Belt walking with bags jangling, filled with money, and a knight in a bucket helm with heavy kind of cavalier style, the sort of mitten gloves and the tabard I just described. Uh, Splendor Belt, is that really you? Yes. Why would um, you say this? Splendor Belt is still sort of not... Sh- he doesn't have suspicions that he's in a, he's being manipulated or whatever. He's just okay, having we, a really bad day, so... Ko is going to connect to Splendor Belt and this guy psychically. See what he hears. You do so, and you feel the familiar mind of Splendor Belt... And the mind of a man you've never met, but you immediately know him when you touch his mind. His name has been told to you before. You've seen his statue. You've seen his markings around this place. It seems to be one radiant lance. <laughs> okay. Uh, I definitely think you're real then. I don't well, know what's going on. I cry you mercy, sir, but we are trapped. Yes, that's what I was about to say. I think we're trapped somewhere. I'm happy to find you each, and I pretty stay calm. Are you... you Radiant lands? The very same. Ah. Uh, where are we? How did we get here? Well, this place is a manufacturing. A production. Oh. You have successfully reached the Black Basilica and my final resting place. Oh. Wait, you're dead? Oh, very. Then how is it that you're here? I cannot leave this place, for I live inside the mind of... I'll tell her here if you'll uh, catch my meaning, sir. Okay, uh, and you can get us out? I'm, I'm here to keep you calm. I've been alone for a very long time. Uh, that was, uh, makes me most happy. Perhaps we play some cards while we wait. No, we don't have time to wait. We have to get out of here. Uh, then we are at the mercy of your uh, fine companion, then. Uh, are you talking about Grinkeeper? Uh, the one has broken free, Yes. She seemed immune to the charms. Oh. Well, I have faith that she can get us out of here, but surely there must be something we can do to help. Well, you can attempt to break it yourself, but I have never seen it since. Uh, But I'm afraid I cannot join you on the other side. Some 150 years have passed since I first arrived, and I would be uh, withered and dead in that place. Do you have any idea how we would go about attempting to break it? I've tried many things. I've seen travelers and adventurers come and go. Well, apparently knowing that it's fake doesn't get you out. 
and I have a feeling we could just run and run and run, and it wouldn't necessarily get us anywhere. If this is all in our mind, maybe it's just like when we were in the psychic realm, Splendor Belt. Maybe we can manifest things. Maybe we can do something to push past it. Uh, what do you suggest? Um... Ko's going to try and summon all his psychic energy to kind of tear at the fabric of the reality, uh, much like how he has had to for his psychic dealings with the sick elves. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of check would you like to use for this? When we were in the uh, Kalazar's sort of dream realm, we used charisma to manifest things, but you might want to use wisdom or something that kind of embodies your inner will. Yeah, I think wisdom's definitely better than charisma. Um, hmm. Maybe perception to try and peer through the illusion, see it for what it is, and tear at it. Okay. Try that. With a 26. You look all around in the darkness and you see shadows. You pierce it slightly. You see almost like a combination, uh, a wasteland. Atomer destroyed, but Splendorbelt's farm kind of sits on top of it, his tower in the middle of the city. It all doesn't make a lot of sense. Hmm. Splendorbell, is there anything you'd like to do? Oh, I wish there was a way to like I'd hmm. How about a real hardcore prayer to Paylor to see if he can give me a hint or tell me what this is warn us something anything sure do a religion check all right natural one five total holy crap my rolling today is bad (laughs) (laughs) you failed them splendor belt you failed us all oh wow you are no longer in my service you are even mad at me. What? Wait. Why is everyone so sad and mad about me? The presence is gone. Ah, shit. All right. Fear not, fear not, noble uh, cleric. <laughs> it is not an illusion. Okay. Well... I'm very dejected, I would say. What would you have us do then? I said we should play cards to pass the time of eternity. This is... Sounds not a way to get back. We need to go back. I did too, but uh, this is uh, your failings, I'm afraid. When was it explained to us that these would be... This would be result of any failings? 
Uh, perhaps your strength of will or uh, a role you did earlier in that, you cannot escape this place. <laughs> I'm trying to find a hole in the story that will make me go, oh, is that what this is? Um, I will very sadly go, okay, what this game? What this card game? I've been playing Solitaire. Do you know any new ones? Have they invented new games out there? Uh, uh, you have, uh, you have ever played, uh, uh, I can't think of it. I think of the name, the game that would be like a, a good fitting the setting game. I know war. Oh, I have played this. This is fine. Excellent. Let us play war. <laughs> All right. Uh, what, uh, your name, sir? And he turns to you, Co. I was just still peering at everything, really <laughs> concentrating. He's kind of tuning them out. Uh, be you a cut person, will you join us in a game of war? Very well. <laughs> I'll do your cards. Splendor Belt and Radiant Land sit down. Is there anything you want to do, Co? No, I mean, Ko's just trying to force his will through whatever barrier is fogging his mind. That would be what he would be attempting to concentrate on. You do notice here that, as I described it, Splendor Belt's farm and your own city of Atomer was combined. Here, sharing spotlights and mental projections, it may be difficult to do anything but share a mental projection. Hmm. Don't know what that uh yeah Ko's just concentrating that's that's what he's doing very well uh to my meaning while standing next to splendor belt your farm sits on top of atomer you may need to walk away from splendor belt in order to have oh oh i see they're stacking on top of each other oh yeah Ko. Ko would get up and start wandering away. He wouldn't even say anything. Well, good luck out there. We'll be here when you get back. I don't eat anything. It's, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your move, sir. You head back towards Atomer. It's changed. As you enter over the bridge... It collapses behind you. Black sand blows throughout the streets. The wells, every bucket, every raindrop is full of black slime. Walking by you is a long chain. Everyone's in manacles, being moved. Up where the crypt of cord once lay, you see a great quarry. All your guild members, your family, the wildfires all work digging limestone. You see the flumps carrying buckets back and dumping them into troughs. All the while, those thin, gaunt, mummified beings you fought below stand in their gray helmets with their psychic spears lit. And they point and scream and they whip those that walk by. And above you, a great flying pyramid that shadows the entire city. 
<laughs> like an actual pyramid, like three sides and a base. Well, four sides, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, four sides. <laughs> Hold on. I can see it in my head. Yeah, you're right. Four sides. Oh, man. What are you talking about, though? We're playing cards here. No, sorry. This is me asking. <laughs> Tabletop guy. I love this kind of stuff. Sorry. Yes, car- I'm playing cards with you. Yes. That's real good. It's your move. All right. I'll play a move. I don't remember how to play war, though. Oh, you just, uh, as I remember it, you just take cards off the top and whoever wins, wins, and you keep getting a stack or something like that. Oh, all right. Well, I will, I'll be doing that with him for my turn. Go. This is what you see. All right. Uh, And are they, is everybody at this point just ignoring Ko? He's like a ghost moving through this (laughs) town, just witnessing it. Basically. Hmm. Yeah, Ko's gonna explore the town, but he still doesn't he still doesn't believe any of it is there. But he does believe that this is, you know, a potential outcome. So he's paying attention, but he's he's also trying to think of a way out. We go now to Grinkeeper. Grinkeeper, a rat hits the wall, smashes, and slides down it. Is it dead? It appears dead. She'll go over, uh, turn on her uh, great sword, and give it a hit just to make sure. As you turn on your great sword, you illuminate the room around you in 15 feet. You give it a smack. And as you do, you see a tendril slither back across the ground into the darkness. You find yourself in this great temple-like room. There are columns 10 feet wide that run up on either side and go down a long hall. You can't see where this slithered off to, but you did take note that what may have looked like a tentacle at first was instead a rat biting a rat's tail, biting a rat's tail, biting a rat's tail. Gross. Okay. All right. Uh, So no more rats around, or are they just kind of watching from the shadows? With your passive perception, it seems there are no rats in this immediate area. Cool. She will hold up her arm that has the pink bracelet on it with the loose end, and she'll think of Ko. You see a shimmer of pink light out ahead of you in the darkness. She'll run that direction. As the light sheds across the ground, you see Ko laying on the ground, a rat biting the nape of his neck with its tail bitten by a rat, bitten by a rat, bitten by a rat. Before freeing Ko, she will follow the rat trail and see if it... She'll follow it a little bit, not too far, but just to see if it goes anywhere specific. As your light crawls across the ground, you pass Splendor Belt, who's also on the ground, holding both maces. 
his neck bitten by a rat, bitten by a rat, bitten by a rat. And as you walk further deep, you see a full-bodied armor set laying on the ground with a rat bitten by a rat, bitten by a rat. And as your light crawls further, the tendrils of rats angle upwards. And you see a great floating, swarming mass of rats. Each of their heads has an exposed brain. And it blinks different colors in this hypnotic drone and tempest of colors that spin around. And they light slightly the walls around them like Christmas lights dragged across the floor. And as you approach, you hear... She has escaped! She has escaped! Approach us! Gridkeeper's gonna look very confused because she's never heard a rat talk before. But she'll approach. As you walk forward, your light illuminates this flying mass, ten by ten mass of rats that all flow and congeal on top of each other, their tails intertwined. And as they speak, each time it sort of hits a consonant or a vowel, it blinks a different color and blinks and vibrates with the words it's saying. Immune she was to the all rat. Uh, so, are you going to let my friends go, or am I going to have to kill you? Ah, she threatens us! She threatens us! Oh, she threatens us! Yes? What do you seek? A bargain with the all-rats, the cranium rat-rat congregation! Uh, we, uh, we're looking for, uh, an urn around here. Do you know where it is? <gasps> the urn. The urn. That beats at our heart. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, that explains quite a bit. I'll, uh, I'll be right back. And then she'll, uh, go to, not the corpse, well, the corpse. She'll turn her sword into a dagger and she'll stab the rat that's biting the corpse. Then she'll go to Splendor Belt and stab the rat that's biting Splendor Belt's neck. And then she'll stab the rat that's biting Ko's neck. Are you move, good sir? Oh! And he, he looks up in the air. And even through his helm, you can feel a kind of smile cross his face. And he stands up, dusts himself off. It seems my time has come. Uh, you're, you're going to be freed, and so will I. Is he doing this right in the middle of my war game with him? Yep. And I don't know what he's talking about yet, right? No idea. Okay. Am I winning? Um, let's do a, uh, it's war, so let's roll, <laughs> roll a d20 and see who gets the higher number. Okay, here it goes. I got a nine. Uh, I got a... I got a natural one! What is going Huzzah. on? <laughs> Huzzah, sir! I thank you for the game. 
It seems my last thought in this place shall be a victory. And I thank you for that. Well, uh, I, I'll just say, I'll nod and then sit there. Your, uh, your a companion approaches and I must be leaving. Good luck to you in your battle against the Kalasar. Yeah. I am free. Thank you, I'll say. Feeling very dejected. <sighs> and he disappears in a wind. You find yourself wrenched from this reality and on the floor in the darkness as you see Grinkeeper walking away from you. Oh, wow. Um, I see, do I only see her? Yeah, well, uh, no, actually you have dark vision. So your face is kind of on the hard floor with your maces in your hands. Yeah. And you are currently facing back towards her. So you would see this long temple-like structure and the columns to the left and right and a door beyond. And in your dark vision, you can even see in that door is the crank that co-possesses. Okay, but I can I can tell that's Grinkeeper walking around, right? Yep. All right, in that case, I I would I would attempt to get up. You push yourself up, and you hear a great squeaking and squealing behind you. Co. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to do before you are wrenched from this reality? No, I imagine by this time Co's just kind of running through the streets, just looking at everything. He's probably thinking, like, okay, well, if this is a construct of my mind, let's see how advanced it is. And he's just trying to move places quickly to try and see if he can overload it. You test some things out as you run. You flip up a rock that you've never looked under and you see nothing. Absolutely nothing. You open a window that you know you've never been inside of the building and you see nothing. And as you start to play with this reality, you feel it ripped away from you. And a pain on the back of your neck. Oh, Grinkeeper standing over for you. It. Grinkeeper's oh. a real pain in your neck. Huh? Grinkeeper, so, did you did you get me out or? Yeah, yeah. Did, Are you both up? Am I up with my natural one? Oh, that that was for war. You're good. Oh, yeah. right, no. right, 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 right. <laughs> it, it was, was so easy. devastating. I mean, unless you, you know, unless you you're bit, you got like fatigued. five rats on you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely distraught by your mental game of war. Just carry that horrible one with me. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'd be getting up. I'd be attempting to get up. All right, cool. This is what I know so far. And then she'll turn her dagger into the two-handed sword. There's a giant rat ball. Uh, it bit our necks. And uh, so watch out for the rats. Apparently, the next turn is inside of it. And that's what I got. Uh, that was awful <laughs> and uh i think i'm ready for a little revenge cool it sounds good to me and i will pull out my maces and turn and face those stupid effing rats you see them swarming at the end of the hall you may now open your schmeppy schmeppy <laughs> I seem to have. There we go. Lost everything. Uh, 
So this is where you find yourself in this long hall. You see an altar behind the rat, kind of through and underneath its long chains of rat tendrils across the floor and these tentacles it's created with it. You see all the rats kind of swarming and collapsing in, very much like a a, a visualizer, if you will, like a math-based construct. And at its heart, you occasionally see that ceramic something surface for a moment and then dive back in. Cool, Grinkeeper's gonna start walking toward the rat ball. Yep, Code's oh gonna gosh. kinda flank her. Um, he's, I not, would, he's not happy. I would intuit that and get, you know, get behind them, move with them. You pass the armored body on the floor, which lays silent and still. Let me ask a sorry technical question. Does he ha- is his name Lance or does he have a Lance? Like, what is that deal there? His name's Lance. Uh, that's the cleverness of his name. Yeah, yeah but you'll just have to we'll wonder because investigate. Hmm. Maybe after should have asked deal in the moment. Yeah, I should have. That's fine. I'll meet Lance later. In the afterlife. Sir Lance a later. For their rematch at war. Yeah. Oh, adventurers! A deal we can strike! Says the rat ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said he had a deal. I didn't find out what it was, though. I just found out he had the ceramic in there, and, uh, well... That was it. I figured we'd kill him. What kind of a deal? Sorry, I had to play it. <laughs> That's not even a good one. This one, this is the one you want. What kind of a deal? That's from Bloodsport. <laughs> okay, that sounds more like it. Splendor Belt. You got a slightly different voice and asked that question. <laughs> well, I would hold back there and wait for whatever this confrontation is to play out before I do anything. Does anyone say anything? You used images of my family against me, and you want a deal? You better talk fast. The old rat fears the adventurers above. Here we conglomerate. Together we have power. We used images of your own mind and your own weaknesses. But we wish to live this day. We wish to go on. You may have the urn. And the urn kind of disgorges from the rat pile a bit and sort of sits on a pile of rats in front of them on a sort of pedestal of its own construct. You see that it is in the shape of a hookor on top. The golden face, much like the bat before. Those guys again. But we keep what's inside. But you seek the key, and the key alone, not its contents. Wait, what do you mean its contents? Inside. There's an organ, 
an organ that gives us the rat conglomeration power. So you want to keep a part of the Kalazar? The very same. Uh, I'm done listening to this deal. And Gurkeeper will start going to the rat ball. Be Unless someone stops her. You warned. Our challenge rating is immense. I don't know what that means. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Desire. You and have you to give the brain. Are you attacking? She'll say you give up the thing and the brain or you die. This deal is not struck. <laughs> After the break. Oh, oh. all right. Now we gotta oh. wait and see how it goes. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll resume things. So come back eight or nine minutes, everybody, and we'll see you then. That's all clunky. Oh yeah, we'll good idea. Here, here. All right, jumping straight back into it, everybody. Welcome back. We're gonna now roll initiative and see what happens with rat balls. Oh geez, Co's low on the initiative. He's apparently not into fighting these rats. Tentative. A seven. Eight. Oh, <laughs> I still beat Splinter. Yeah, my massive uh, roll day, and you know, continues with a seven. Yeah. Uh, Twelve. Better than seven. <laughs> Although I do honestly, I like kind of not being first in initiative because it gives people a chance to flank, so I get the sneak attack bonus. So it's all right. It's not bad. Okay, I'm just laying this out here. No worries. Now we got to be careful. This rat has a self-proclaimed high challenge rating. Yeah, he was quick to mention We that. know it because he said it. Yeah. Which makes me think we should have maybe checked Lance out. If I'm I mean, someone could do that on their turn. Yeah. Yeah, they could. But I have a... I don't know why I have this sneaky feeling that there's something about Lance that will get Well, we should we should boy. check him out, but, you know, not with rats right there. We'll deal with the rats, then we'll take care of Lance. All right. All right. Everyone's got their schmeppy positions. Schmeppy. Yep. Then let's do it. There you go, chat. There's the schmepp. Uh, who won that? that oh, great. wait, wait. Are we recording? Yeah, we're good. We're back. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were rolling off air. That's why I've been like all casual. No, you're good. Oh, well, then, then I'm a ah, rats. <laughs> we are the all rats. Grinkeeper, you're up first. The all rat is before you, cycling in on itself. It's long ratty tendrils laying on the floor, whipping about. Cool. She's going to open up this battle with a little lightning javelin action. Ooh, she knows what's up. Yeah. And that's a roll for me, correct? Uh, for the lightning damage. Dexterity? Uh, hit, on hit or DC 13 dexterity save for half damage. Okay, I'll be taking half damage today. Oh. That's uh, 14? Like, I would like to also be taking half damage. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. 14 lightning damage. Oh, no, no, no. Does that hit? I have to throw oh. my javelin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It does hit. 
Okay, perfect. Let me do basic damage here, and then I'll do lightning damage. That's the sound of oh, okay. So make. fourteen piercing. Oh, nice. Yeah, fourteen piercing. And then twenty-three lightning damage. All right, a good opener. Halved. That's not halved. Excellent. I'm on the halving. Sweet, and then she'll move up into its face. I don't know why that's Faces. <laughs> and Maddie faces. Compelled duel. <laughs> compelled duel. Excellent. That'll happen on my team. My turn when I act. Or do that's I roll it. that now? Oh, um, a wisdom saving throw. Or is it a bonus action for me? I don't know, actually. Let's go ahead and do it now, then. Wisdom saving throw, I got a 17. Okay, yeah, it beats it. As you launch your lightning javelin into the beast, an image shocks into your mind. One of the monstrous cavern, your very first adventure long ago now. As you are perhaps blinded by this vision, a rat tendril sneaks up behind you and attempts to bite you. A rat tendril is multiple rats in a rope form, right? Exactly. Okay. A rat biting a rat's tail, biting a rat's tail. Got it. And these tendrils all whip about. That would be a 26 versus your AC. Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> One of the you take, go ahead. <laughs> I'm curious now. No, I was gonna say it's one of the worst anime porns I've ever rented, but keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm I regret my decision. <laughs> you take boiling. 20 points of bludgeoning damage as an e and slaps across your back, and you take nine points of psychic damage on top of it. Uh, a question then is it still on my turn? Or do we this pass? Would be, this would be at the end of your turn. Why? Okay, because uh, I get two attacks per action. So can those be broken up between move and bonus action? Oh, you were not done yet. Uh, yes, I just realized I can do two attacks, but uh, only if I'm allowed to break it up that way. Okay, sure. We'll let you do another attack here as it whips you. Okay, so this will be with the two-handed, the heart blade. Okay. A 29. Is a hit. That'll be 10 damage. So you stab your blade up into the huge pile of rats, and it pierces them like a shish kebab as you pull it out. Of course, being made of energy, they quickly slide through, and you hear, No! Trixie nippy nipples! Grinkeeper's gonna cock her head to the side, very confused. <laughs> The rats hit the ground. Hit the red light district of the all rat. <laughs> Co, it's your turn. You took 29 points of damage, Grinkeeper. Make sure that happened. Excellent. I got Co, it. Co, your turn. All right. Co's going to move forward a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit. And then he's going to manifest his psychic blades and throw them for an attack. All right. The first one 
is a 14. Is a hit. Nice. Ooh. Look at that. It's a big pile of rats. Yeah. You probably get more rats per hit or no. How now, that work? If, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're hitting multiple rats, but uh if only I'd put each one in a tiny suit of armor. <laughs> they, you, uh, you'd have to track all of their all of their AC and that would be pain. Twenty-four psychic damage for the first strike. Alright. And then a second dagger goes out to hit with a twenty-one to hit. Hit. And an additional eight psychic damage on top of it. As you throw these daggers, these psychic daggers into the beast, it flashes with each hit that is performed. Flash, you see the cryptnasium and yourself running around in circles. Flash, you see yourselves climbing up the wall, trying to escape the gricks, which are eating Splendorbelt's backpack. And as this happens, a tendril of rats sneaks up behind you with a 21 verse AC. Oh, that does hit. You take 29 points, 20 being bludgeoning damage and 9 being psychic. I would like to uncanny dodge to uh, have the damage on that. You do. Okay, so what, what, what is it then? Uh, 29, so that would be rounded down for you as a player, so that's 14 points of damage. Alright, that's more reasonable. <laughs> and as your blades strike the pile of rats... No, cutie puppet! And two rats hit the ground. I'm sorry, cutie Splen- and puppet? Did I hear that right? Splinterbell, it's your turn. <laughs> I want to know their names. All right. Um. Okay, well, we've kind of seen what's going on here. I'm going to stay back uh, within range of things for the moment. I'm not going to move yet, is what I'm trying to say. And... um. I am going to cast. Let's see. Is it? Oh, do I have to touch her though? Hold on. No, it's in. It's within range. Okay. So I'm going to get within thirty feet, which is what about this? I think. Do I have that right? Let's use our measurement tool. You are currently at forty-five feet. All right. Pull me in within thirty. That's there. Whoops. There. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, from there, I will cast Bless, which will give uh, three... Let's see, that puts you both in my range, so you both get this. Uh, up to three creatures within range, whenever, or, uh, whenever a target makes an attack or a roll saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack or roll or saving throw. So, uh, let's see, we're at higher levels too, so hold on a second. Second level or higher, you can target one additional creature. Oh, I don't care about that. All right, so, uh, yeah, you guys get a D4 with every attack, uh, every saving throw, every whatever you got to do. Cool. Nice. For one minute concentration. Yep. And I will start concentrating now. And that's my turn. All right. Oh, wait, like I'm pulling out the... Bonus. I forgot. I'm, I'm going to get my, my psychic blade. I totally forgot. Or not my psychic blade. What is it, What the hell is it called? My brain hurts today. Uh, spiritual, spiritual weapon. weapon. Yeah. A rat bit me on my brain. The spiritual weapon. Come, sorry, we're gonna pop that. Brink. And um, he can attack this turn, right? We determined that last time. Yep. Okay. So here's it to hit. <sighs> A natural one for eight. 
spins through the air and misses Y. <laughs> My gosh. Not Wait. that big a pile of rats. How do I have... But is that my third natty one today? Is that... Um, would that be affected by your bless? Uh, oh. Would, but it's a spell, and it's the blade, and the blade isn't blessed? The blade isn't, but the spell is. Right? When I cast it. Well, that won't help I mean, me anyway. It, it's still technically an attack roll. Right? Yeah. I still have... It is an well, attack I, roll. Let's, let's see. What is a... There's definitely a... Hmm. What level's the spiritual weapon? It's level uh, two. This is I'm running or I'm casting it at level. Uh, oh, that was an accident. Hold on, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. It's okay because I didn't roll anything yet. Uh, I am casting at level four. You take you make a melee spell attack. Uh, whenever the target makes an attack roll, yeah, I'd, I'd say you can bless this. Go and give it a bless, and let's see what happens. All right. Oh, I guess I should have thought about what blessing works. Hold on, or how it works. Because I haven't used bless. What does bless give me? A d4 to roll. No. Oh, because I'm one of the creatures. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're blessing everybody. <laughs> Dude, my brain took a vacation for a second. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why do I have bless? Oh, yeah, I cast it, and I was one of the creatures in view. Okay, you're right. Sorry, my bad. Uh, let's go ahead and put a d4 on there. On that natural one eight total so far. Uh, so a uh, ten. You hit. Oh, whoa! Really? The mass of rats is struck. Oh my gosh! All right, didn't expect this. Uh, well, in that case, let's uh, let's do some damage here. Uh, sorry, I'm in the wrong place for this. Here it is. And that would be a grand total of thirteen bludgeoning damage you smack a rat and it falls to the ground chickpea no chickpea flashing in your mind comes a vision a a vision of skull keep making your way up the tower where you had a conversation with a mirror and an old man in the mirror however this blinds you to the idea or the thought or the vision the sight that a rat tendril sneaks up on you and slaps you with a 23 versus your AC. Uh, that definitely beats my AC. You take oh, 29 points the, of damage. Well, hold on. Can I do... Does that D4 apply to an AC check or no? Probably not. No, that'd be a save. Okay. Never mind then. Alexa, cancel. Why are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed at her. Go ahead. I'm muting. Uh, you take 29 points 10 of it is psychic 29 10 psychic oh my gosh it didn't end Alexa stop I'm gonna uh, someone check on Amazon and make sure they're not stupid alright what are we doing sorry 20 uh, give me the total 29 points of damage 29 total how much was what you said uh, don't worry about it. Just okay, take 29 points matter. of damage. I, I thought, I I thought maybe like you said something. into Splendor Belt's mind right now. <laughs> I felt like you were giving me something I needed to check some proficiency against or something. But anyway, uh, that's a 13. Or no, wait, that's not right. What? What are you rolling? What are oh, you, you don't want me to roll yet. Go ahead. No, just take damage. No, just... just, just <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm taking 28. You were slapped by a rat tendril. I got it. I'm down to 54. It worked, everybody. Perfect. Sorry, I got three things in my head at once. 
<clears throat> I'm still surprised I'm blessed. So go ahead. Those rats really got to him. <laughs> the rat ball floats up. Its primary turn has arrived. Man, All around you, the temple disappears, and you find yourself at the top of the Tower of Skull Keep. Floating above you is the rat mass, and it lets loose a great psychic burst. Everyone, make an intelligence saving throw. All right. I'm guessing with advantage, right? Yes, advantage for you, and then any bonuses Grinkeeper provides. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's a one for me, so plus two is a three. <laughs> Ignore one of those dice. Uh, Total of five. I got a 13, but I'm going to psychically bolster it to a 14. <laughs> that's a one. What is going on? All right. I got a natural. Oh, sorry, I got a two. Uh, oh, but I also get to roll a d4. Oh, yeah, you do that. And I did that too, and I ended up with... That's too many dice, but... So five total, five. It's up to a 16. All right. Everybody takes 32 points of psychic damage. Holy oh, my shit. gosh. I'm assuming I failed then with the 16. Yes, you did fail. Well, hey, I don't use a dice and, you know, little gifts. <laughs> 32... 32 points of psychic damage. Wow. Okay. For the purposes of our battle, I have phased out the ground that is not at the top of the tower. Okay. And you find yourself at the top of that tower in Skull Keep. Grinkeeper, it's your turn. It's just draw distance. Can't see the bottom. It's an N64 game. <laughs> <laughs> All fog. Yep. All right. Uh, Grinkeeper is going to look at Splendor Belt, give him a nod that she trusts he's going to keep them all up through this. <laughs> this is pretty hard. Yep. And she's going to decide to attack this turn. Uh, she's going to cast Branding Smite first. Okay. Bonus action, correct? Correct. And then cool. she'll move in for her two attacks. But Branding Smite only works on the first. Or the first one to hit. So 13 for this first one. It's a hit. You stab up into the creature writhing above you. 16 damage from the blade. Okay. And then five holy damage. All right. Your second attack. Uh, 20. And then nine damage. So with a, is this like a, 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 do you do like a grab in the center and then kind of hoist up or are you slashing above? 
She's trying to hit the tendrils, so she's kind of shaving the sides. She doesn't want to hit the urn. She knows it's in there. Very good. You attack, and you swing at the beast. No! It tickles! Pickles! Popcorn! As rats fall down around you, and with your first hit, you find yourself in the guild at the all-bronze meeting back there in the room, except for instead of Cassius giving the presentation, the all-rat spins ahead of you. The second hit, you find yourself down the well. You see the hook horrors staring at you around the corner before they charge. The tendril swings at you with a natural one. Can she duck and it hits itself for uh, 30 (laughs) points of damage? No, but... That's what flashes through its mind. But what I will do instead is you said you were attacking at the tendrils, yes? Yes. So the tendril swings at you and with a natural one, it's cut off. And rats fly across the ground like a great heavy rope. Awesome. Ko, it's your turn. All right. Uh, Ko is going to uh, uh, throw some more daggers. That's what he's going to do. That's what he does. That's what he brings to the table. Uh, 12 to hit. Is a hit. Uh, that's going to be 23 psychic damage for the first dagger. Second attack. And 14 to hit. And hit. an additional 7 psychic damage. An eagle. <laughs> in the form of an eagle, yep. <laughs> the well, dagger flies out. Avoid emails. I know a hawk and the yeah, the eagle, it's all made up right. and bald eagles. Yeah. Still, we know what We're you meant. Some sort of bird. Yeah, ferocious uh, prey style bird. Done. Mm-hmm. One of the you know free. What? Actually, you, you know what? Can I try something different? Can we yeah. remove the seven damage and I call an audible on my uh, offhand offhand strike? Uh, I would like to attempt a telekinetic shove on the urn inside the creature. Because they Hmm. said that's what's controlling them. And I have an attack. They have to... It's a 12 strength save on the part of the creature. And I use a telekinetic shove. Shove... Oh, it's a creature. Those aren't a creature. Never mind. Oh, you'd be shoving an object you inside. Yeah. Of creatures into the object. Maybe. If you knew where it was. Yeah. Now, rules, but... rules is written, though, if you pushed creatures, the, the rats into the urn, which is on the back rats, they can't enter each other's squares. So you it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So he was thinking just shoving the object, which. Yeah, I was thinking of popping it out like the back of the big mess rats just going yeah. boop. That's a very but cool idea. I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna work. So we'll just do seven psychic damage. Okay. Sounds good. The discarded tendril has flown off the side of the tower, and as it falls apart, you see all the rats let go of each other and they all as they fall. But as they do, their heads unalight and they look like normal rats. No longer part of the collective. Exactly. Mm. A twenty not natural on Co. AC. 
Yeah, that's gonna hit. 29 points of damage. Let's have it again. You do so. You delivered two strikes to it. And in that moment, you see flashing above you the ruins of the fishmen down there in the deep where you found uh, big bleeper bloops worshipping a great wall. And beyond that, a grick you fought down in the dark. Splinterbell, it's your turn. Okay, a couple things to do here. How much table talk can I do about people's hit points? We've never really discussed this. Plenty. If, if we were at an actual table, we would have like little signs in front of us all so we could see each other. So we'd see it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so in that case, what do you guys, where are you, uh, John? Are you? I have 33. Okay. And your what is your max? 93. All right. Uh, Kristen. 22 out of 84. Oh, you're like me. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, Splendor Belt the efficient is going to try to do something very, very efficient. Uh, he is going to use a feature of his that will allow me to heal everybody for 50 points each. Can I only okay, divide the hit points among them? That's what I want to do. Here's the question though. Can some of that apply to me or I don't know if that's how channel divinity preserve life works. Um, yeah, so as an action, you present your holy symbol and invoke healing energy that can restore a number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Choose any creatures within 30, so that's you included. Divide those hit points among them. This feature can restore a creature no more than half its hit points, though. Oh, no more than half? Oh, but that, it's still a big group heal. It's it kind is. Of the yeah. Idea. Yeah. It is. And it's, still, even to half it's still good. We get but, another round. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to heal them all for this for this moment and it will heal cool. them for whatever you would you say half I guess or no 50% yeah, so l- let's do the math so you get how many points total uh, let's see it's 50 total okay so I'd need to divide well I guess 25 25 I'm more interested in keeping them up at the moment I'm, I'm fine I'll, I have other ways to deal with myself cool. so I could take 13 hit points to get me to half okay perfect 13. How many for twenty? Doesn't say I have to do it evenly, so yeah, I could break it up. Exactly. So that's uh, that's thirty three spent. So you all can take that, and there'd be thirty three left over if you want some Splendor Bell if you're below half. So thirty three spent, divided in which chunks? What did I give myself for that? Uh, So you would have this would be seventeen floating around still that you could spend on yourself if it takes you not above half. Yeah, it won't. I'll take the seventeen that's floating around. Uh, that puts everybody else up whatever points Kyle just gave you. Um, well, that's not as high as I'd hope, but but yeah, there you go, little little Healy McReely there. Nice. Um, and then I would probably do a quick movement. <laughs> Hold on, that sounds wrong. I'm gonna grab my character here and move him just back, you know, five feet. I don't want to be right up on this thing. And I'm not, that doesn't, that takes me out of, I'm still, I'm not in like range, right? I'm not going to get like a, uh, opportunity attack, right? Not opportunity attack, but those tendrils are slapping about always. Okay. Well, I'm going to move anyway. I'm just going to try to get out of the main range of this thing and move up one, um, after my movement. And then, uh, we'll launch the, the mace, the magical mace. 
will head over there and do its work. Uh, where's level four? Okay, here we go. So to hit, we're looking at a pretty good roll. 21. Hit. All right. Damage with the mace. Seven total points of bludgeoning. Or do, because it's that weapon, I, I guess I have to call it. Did, did we assign bludgeon, bludgeoning or, or can this thing it was be? force. Was it force? Yep, oh, it's yeah, it's all magical told me force that. damage. You told me that, yeah. All right, never mind. Force damage. Bubbles, no! You smack it. And as you do, an image of Snake Island appears in your mind, which I don't remember which button it is at the moment. <laughs> there we go. Nice. You see the anathema. The great coiling serpent pile of snakes ahead of you, making one giant snake. It blocks your vision as a tendril swings at you with a 13. Uh, that does not. Are you talking to me still? Yep. Okay, just making sure. That does not hit. All right, then it misses. Whiff. Okay, uh... So I've already done sword. We already did damage. I think that's all I can do. So end of turn. Excellent. The rat once again, the all rat once again pulses in the air and it teleports to the center. The keep tower dissolves around you and you find yourself in the tent at the hopper wedding. Each pillar around you instead now appears as a dinner table there at the wedding. And halflings laugh all about. And Mr. Goodwine taps his cane as the music plays. But the all rat is in the center of it. And it once again unleashes a mighty blast that resonates forth. Intelligence saving throws. Well, come on. Be a decent one this time. 21. Did you say wisdom? No, intelligence. intelligence. Sorry, my bad. Well, it's still a D7. Uh, four. Or D3. I can get it up to a 21. What? How? That's great. Well, you blessed me. Oh, yeah, I blessed you. Shit. I blessed myself, too, but I keep forgetting. Uh, All right, so what was it? 27, you said? 21? What was it? I was a 21. Oh, 21, okay. Grinkeeper Co., you take no damage. Ooh. Splunderbelt, you take 32 points of psychic damage. Holy shit. I mean, yay. 32? 32. Oh, man. All right. Grinkeeper, it's your turn. All right. Uh, seeing Splunderbelt take such a big amount of damage, she's going to run over to him. grab his arm and squeeze it with like a we got this stay focused kind of a squeeze and heal him for uh, 40 points jeez I don't even need to heal ever look at this and then she will cast um, shield of faith on herself whoops (laughs) chat room if the thing looks wrong on the stream it's because I just effed up my I I did something stupid Shit. So what does Shield of there's Faith no, do? There's no way to undo this, is there? Like, if you rolled something by accident, basically I told myself that I was dead, but I didn't mean to. I hit the wrong key. And now, 
And now it says I'm dead. Now I'm not dead, oh. obviously, but I don't remember where I was. I would have been. Let's see, it has the death throws thing up, so I don't even have my old my old hit points. Eighty three, I guess it was, or ninety three. Whatever it is. <laughs> the point is, my guy's dead. I don't know how to fix him. All right, how many? Hold on. How many? You were at twenty two, right? Yeah. And then no, you gave seven. yourself I was at seventeen. Seven. I was at then seven. you gave yourself seventeen, right? Yes. So, so that's 39. 30, and then that you is took my, how much damage? That's my total right now. Is Oh, I was at 39. I took and then another you took 32. 32. So I was down. All I know is I was down to seven at one point. Okay. So seven. And then we add yeah. uh, Grinkeeper's 40, right? All right. So seven. Okay. And, okay Hit refresh 40, on your character sheet. I'm going to say that I healed myself. <laughs> I healed myself for 47 out of 83. Whew. All right. No funeral. We're good. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> Sweaterbelt has a slight heart attack in the corner, but this seems okay. He's up. He falls over. He gets back up. Wait, no, no. <laughs> All right, Grinkeeper, you were casting Shield of Faith. What does that do? It gives her a plus two to her AC. Concentration, cool. 10 minutes. All right. Uh, speaking of con- concentrations, Splendorbelt. Mm. We forgot to roll yours on this blessed business you're giving around. Oh, shit. Let's go ahead and do that now. Okay. Uh, how does it work? I have to re-roll? I just have to recast it, right? I just hit a d20. Okay. There we go. A t- uh, 10. John? <laughs> uh, so the DC is the damage he took half. And then if okay. it's under 10, the DC is 10. So 16. Okay, so it fails. So Bless is gone now. Wonderful. Knocked from your mind. Just going I my way. I think I remembered that right. I think. Thank you for the help. Uh, Grinkeeper, you have cut off the tendril that would attack you here. Did you want to move? Uh, yes, yeah, she moved to get to Splendor Belt, which was about 20, so then she takes uh, the 10 feet more to get closer to it. Sounds good. Then we be on to Co. Here at the Hopper Wedding, you fight the all rat. All right, I want to try something a little crazy. Okay. Co wants to run and dive into the all rat to try to grab the urn. <laughs> Into the all right. rat. Got it. And we'll roll whatever checks is needed to try to run in and dive in and grab it. Okay. It is floating 10 feet in the air. So let's make a movement. Mirthful. Yeah, mirthful leap. Let's mirthful leaps this. Come on. I'm such right, a good let's... jumper. Hold on. Yeah. That's a trait. I got a five. What does that okay. mean? Uh, I rolled that. Whenever you make a long or high jump, you can roll a D8 and add the number rolled to the number of feet you can cover when making a standing jump. The extra distance cost movement as normal. Okay. So an additional five feet. On so top make of an athletics jump. check. Oh, boy. Okay. A 16. Okay. So you're currently flying towards the air. Is this a dive or is it a kick? Like, what, what's... what's... 
it's a dive. He's gonna try and, like, break through the rats and get it. You know, if he gets a few rats in his arms with it, that's okay. Because there's a part two to this move. Okay. All right. So you have dove efficiently with jumpful, mirthful leapiness at the center of the rat horde. What's part two? Part two is once he gets his hand on it, he manifests a psychic dagger and throws it outside of the rat and is going to use an ability he forgot he had. He is going to use psychic teleportation. This sounds really cool. As a bonus action, you manifest one of your psychic blades, expend one psychic energy die, and roll it. Throw the blade at an unoccupied space you can see up to a number of feet equal... up to a number of feet equal to 10 times the number you rolled. You then teleport to that space and the blade vanishes. That's pretty badass. Yeah. So the throw would be five. So up to 50 feet away would be the throw. Okay. And that is that an action? A bonus action. Okay. So we got a movement, a bonus action. So as you're action we would have to do a grapple which would just be a flat strength okay and i'll roll verse you Boy. i got an flat, eight flat strength roll oh, i got an 18 nice. <laughs> nice. all right you jump up you know uh hooves against it and you rip forth the urn throw out your dagger to the to the back to the side through it yeah, to the back, through. Just all one big fluid movement. So you throw it back behind you, and it, oof, and you disappear from existence, and then reappear back 50 feet with the urn in your hands. Right there. No! <laughs> Wow. It falls apart. The rats let go of each other. Their heads stop glowing. Their brains no longer glowing from inside their own skulls. Just plain rats patter to the ground and all disperse in all directions. It's very good. I can't believe that worked for so many reasons. (laughs) <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. The dice lord was with you. The image fades around you. The good wine wedding disappears. The tables, the halflings, they all meld back into the pillars about you. You find yourself in an entirely dead quiet room, except for the many rats that scurry about. Some of them scurry over the armored body some of them back behind pillars to get away from the light, and many of them, most of them, skitter around you, Co, kind of making uh, a berth around you as they go and exit out the door with your crank still inside of it. Co would uh, rejoin his companions over by the body of Lance. Yeah, I would. I would have a mind to go see if I can figure out if Lance has anything on him. Start digging around right away. (laughs) 
just immediately, ah, oh, let me get in here. <laughs> Maybe he has that card pack. I think his, the whole time it was going to bug me that he had something we needed for that fight. So so, so the character would, like, Splinter Belt would be actually stoked to get a little detective work done on this Lance guy. All right. Roll a investigation. Okay. Bunch of rat repellent. I'm <laughs> rolling with, uh, let's see, that plus a d4. Hold on. That gives me a grand total of six, uh, what was that? Four, 17. You look about the body, and as you go look at the nape of the neck, you see inside a skeletal figure. However, its nervous system is still intact. Spaghetti kind of runs across all the bones and down all the fingertips and down through the legs, and the remains of a brain lay inside the bucket helmet. And as you look up and down him, you see his hand, and in his little glove, you see a thumbs up. Oh, Terminator, Terminator style, or yeah, I guess that's about my. Well, I mean, it's reference. not it's not going into the ground, but you know, there <laughs> it is the sort of mitten cavalier style glove, and it is folded into a thumbs up. Okay. So who's that? Uh, it's Radiant Lance, one of the heroes from the guild. He was trapped in the same weird world Splendor Belt and I were trapped in. You could say he is uh, he is like us in this in this way, and we made it further than him. Does his does he have his uh, guild sigil on him? His gigil? Yeah, <laughs> gigil. <laughs> You look about him, and no, you don't find any badge or any symbol upon him, uh, though you do see his tabard, which is still intact. The rest of it, his his base armor, his chain mail underneath his armor, completely rusted. He has at his side a long sword and a lance. The long sword completely rusted with time, but the lance is intact. The tabard is unstained and completely whole. No time has ravaged its threads. Oh. I feel like we should take these along with us. I think they might be magical in nature, and at the very least, maybe something to honor him at the guild, at the very least. Yeah. Yes, this is a good idea. Right, we'll Spend with your... Tabard and the lance. Yeah. Splinterbelt, with your investigation, you would you know immediately, while it might have other magical properties that have stopped the ravages of time upon it, you know that the tabard works as a holy symbol. And for your god, Paylor, if oh. you were to put it on, you would not need to use your neck slot as your holy item anymore. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, I would take that. And I would recognize it as such. It's not just me going all grabby. Give me that! I mean, not like I would know, right? You was... would know that this was a hero of Paylor, and, you know, you, you you spent a game of war with him. Maybe he'd be cool with you wearing his stuff. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that very respectfully. and Actually, I'll swap it out now. We don't really have to get undressed for it, right? I'll just put it on. Take out the neck. You throw on the tabard with the horse background, the great lance and the sun upon it. All right, then just the lance goes in the bag of holding. The lance goes down in the bag of holding. 
And it looks really cool because it's a big old long lance goes in the little bag. Yeah, like a wartime Mary Poppins. <laughs> yep. Wartime <laughs> Mary Poppins. Do you know how you can change the attunement numbers in here? Because you can only have three attuned. I assume the tabard doesn't have to be attuned or does it? No, it does not have to be attuned. At this moment, you don't know if it has other magical properties. Okay, but if I wanted to take put that on and then, I don't know, put on the amulet of, de- of the devout or something, uh, I don't think it'll let me, right? Because I have to... I, they require attunement. I have to be wearing them. And there's only three slots. In other words... Right, right, because right now, in addition to this, you're wearing a boots of speed, a cloak of protection, and a staff of the python. Okay. Yeah, so at the end of the day, my point is... Even if I don't... It, okay, I can have a non-magical item around my neck, I guess is my ultimate question. Right, right. So what this is mechanically allowing you to do is you had your Amulet of the Devout and you have your big uh, Flavor Flav holy oh, symbol. Yeah, holy Right symbol. now you're Flavor Flavin. <laughs> if you choose to put on a different necklace, you could now, and that wouldn't have to be your holy symbol. All right, I'll, I got it now. I'm, I am going to wear that tabard the first chance I get it. If it's now, great. You do so. Do we have any sense of how long we've been down here? Probably no way to tell, but just general idea. An investigation check, perhaps? Is one of us really hairy and we get like five o'clock shadow? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I am really hairy, but uh, I, I think maybe more intensely than what you might Oh, think. yeah, because you're a goat, basically. <laughs> uh, basically. 20 for an investigation. You look about for any signs of time passing and your own rations and everything else among your bag would be rather reserved, uh, uh, dry, you know, useful despite the passage of time. But one thought does come to mind. There was a very hungry critter in Splunderbelt's bag. Oh, yeah. Uh, Splunderbelt House, uh, what was his name? Scroungy. 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 Yes, this is proposed name, not final. Lately, I'm more annoyed with him, so I give him worse name. But right now, oh. it is Scroungy. So, yes, yeah, Scroungy is in bag. Well, can you get him out? Yeah, I'll fetch him out. I'll take him out and show it to him. All right. You reach on down, and by the, the scruff of this bare chicken neck, you pull out Scroungy, who's about the size of a pug. Yeah. <laughs> with its little hooked arms and its little beetle back and its chicken face. And I'll just hold it there, slightly outstretched, and that's it. I won't say anything. I'll just have a face on. And you you give a look at it, and all around its beak is the waxy residue of candles it's been chewing on. Uh, But it doesn't seem worse for wear. And in fact, you all don't feel any more hunger than you did when you originally took that first snack up on the staircase, making your way here. You're not entirely sure when the door got cranked open. What happened in the hallway beyond? You just found yourselves here on the ground. And now you know, standing in this room, that you never went up above. You never returned home. And Splunderbelt, your workers never revolted against you. 
Although that doesn't it does mean it might seem, not hurt. Yeah, I was going to say, not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. Nothing they said was untrue. I feel like Splendor Belt had a bit of a um, Christmas Carol experience. Where, while it may dawn on him and settle with him that none of that was real, and that the farm's fine and everyone's over there working on it, whatever, he is going to feel two things. One, guilt for not getting things faster for these for these workers including their payment but also their side quests um but the other thing he would feel is a sense of oh i don't know determination to to try to not have that kind of wrong happen under his watch so his goal is get back there get those guys happy oh and avoid uh what's his smarm from coming out there and trying to force him, his will on me Oh, which addendum also means when I get back to town, I'm going to sit down with a legal expert and we're going to make sure the land is owned properly by me. My name's on all the right things. I've signed everything I'm supposed to. That's all I have. <laughs> Spider-Belt pulls out his hand and a pen and starts writing down several notes. <laughs> He's got a list of things. Those rats made him a better person. Gotta help him, man. Uh, just for a, a note to the DM, I am going to use a psionic power to recover a psychic die, um, just to just to let you know. Sounds good. And then, uh, if you all want to do anything else spell wise, do so. Hmm. Well, I guess we're going to have to decide. We've got the second one. I think we do. We press on, or do we rest up? Um, I mean, I could just do a quick heal and get by. Let's see. What's our, where, uh, Kristen, what are you at? Uh, 42 out of 84, but we could take a, um, a break. We could take a short rest. Yeah, if we have time, yeah, that'd be better for everybody. We don't have to spend a slot and all that. Because I'm about the same, 47 out of 83. All right, short rest is about an hour break, so we 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 sit down here in the Black Basilica and get ourselves a short rest. Right. You benefit from a short rest, everybody. Let's see if I don't screw this up. Man, hit dice, hit dice is the closest thing to gambling. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's kind of creepy having to choose how much you're going to spend. Well, the nice thing is you can just keep clicking. So you click it. You hit heal. You see how much you get. Why didn't you it work? Click the next one. You hit. You just keep going till you're healed. Although I'm officially at the point now where I will not be regaining all my hit die after the long rest. I you're will. over halfway. Me, me too here. Whatever. I'm going for broke. My goodness. I'm going to use all my hit dice on this one. There we go. All right short rest. I survived. Do you let Scroungy wander about during the break? Um, ooh. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> Anybody else, it's okay. You took it. it. No, no, no. I, I, know love, that. I love that you have this egg and now it's turned into a responsibility <laughs> and you're like, oh, why do I got to take care of this yeah, thing? You know what? Wanna. There are dead rats. Yeah. If I shouldn't have, if I shouldn't have wanted this uh, thing, I shouldn't have gotten it. 
Um, all right. I here's my um, my inclination is uh, I would kind of I would kind of hesitate and go. Well, wait a minute. Last time I had free reign of anything, it sort of destroyed everything in its path, and he's ate all the stuff in my bag, and that's bad. If I just let him loose, he's gonna go climb up into people's sleeping bags or whatever it is we're using. Like he could really make trouble and be loud and all of that. So I would then try to think of a way to contain it and have it with me all night. Well, you're only resting an hour. We're not. Oh yeah, duh. This isn't long rest. Never mind. Oh, you could. Yeah, you do have rope. You could fashion a leash for him and and you know stake him out. So you can only go so far. That's what I would do. I'd want to set him somewhere and just let him be within a three foot radius of a pole and never bug anybody. A grinkeeper will pull out her pink rope and she'll cut you, what was it, a foot long? How long did it have to be? So the specific length the rope had to be and give it to you, Splunderbelt, to put on scroungy. Oh, so, so you can so you always, find scrounging, scrounging. always find yeah. scroungy. always find scroungy. Okay. Do you bow this? <laughs> Does Splunderbelt let it happen, first of all? Yeah, of you course. You could totally bow it. 100%, right. yeah. You bow it. Uh, let's, um, <laughs> hey, hey, Splunderbelt, medical check. Medicine okay. check. That is the most bow thing ever. That's funny. Uh, here comes medical. Uh, that's a nine plus three. So what I say? No, that's a sixteen. I'm sorry, sixteen plus three. So eight. Uh, I can't think. Nineteen. So Grinkeeper heads over with a nice bit of pink uh, ribbon to mark, and through magical means, you're aware that Grinkeeper would always be able to find Scroungy wherever they go. And you give him, a, you got him by the scruff, and you give him a little lift up above your head. Scroungy's a girl. Aww. <laughs> Cute. I could probably make a little extra money for the farm if I, uh, you know. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like to change my ways. <laughs> I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to do good and be a better servant of Paylord. <laughs> I can make money off this. <laughs> make some money off yeah, breeding this thing. this creature into making money for Splendor Farms. Oh, you goodness. enter the potato barn uh-huh. and all the potatoes have been replaced with cages. <laughs> Baby hookers <laughs> enslaved. Uh, but then I flash Enters. out of my future flash and go a different a good direction here. Um, all right. All the same, Scroungy now has a lovely pink bow upon yeah, them. Yeah, he can chill while we're chilling. He'll be fine. So, uh, in in the room here, where would you guys camp out? Um, would you do it right in the center? Let's I don't see. see. Why not? Why is he asking that, though? You know what I mean? Don't keep her camp in the center. She doesn't uh, care. You don't know. Just just where would Splendor Belt sit? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's here. our source of light? What do we What do we do for an hour? You got an hour. You know? Are you gonna? Oh, I could pull out the drift globe. Let it just okay. drift. Yeah. Greenkeeper would be talking about how awesome that battle was and how everyone did great and they didn't lose hope and they stayed focused. It was tough, but did it. Co, that was a, an amazing grab of that urn. Yeah, I totally forgot I can teleport with the dagger. I really wish I had remembered that earlier today when we needed teleporting. But I remember it now, and uh, that's exciting. It's like, you know, how much stuff I forget in a day? Oh, I can't even, you know, you remembered it. That's great. And Splendor Belt, great healing, man. Do you know if, uh, sorry for this question. You know what hook whore goes for if you sell baby hook whore? What is his price for this? (laughs) Uh, I have no idea. Well, 
No, I don't know. You're not gonna sell scroungy, are you? No, Wait, no. Sell this is not for anything. I was just having thoughts. It's all good. I'm o- I am okay. Wait a minute. Are you gonna breed hook horrors? I am not. I I didn't say anything about nothing, and I roll over and try to sleep. <laughs> just, for an hour. Just for an hour. <laughs> just for a, yeah, like a flash twenty-five minute nap. They always say take the short naps. That's what I'm gonna do here. Or he's so gonna scroungy. at least he'll pretend to be like he's gonna roll over and ignore Co. So over the course of the hour, Scroungy runs about the room, getting into all the corners where the rats have hidden themselves and and pulls them back in that great sort of chicken neck motion, downing rats and whole goes. Then it runs over to another corner, eats a couple rocks here and there. As you sit here in the in the drift globe, uh lights the entire basilica. You see old carvings on the wall that have sensed uh faded away and are unintelligible. You see the altar that has the impression of the urn, but was, of course, removed some ancient time ago, perhaps, according to Radiant Lance, 150 years ago, maybe even, by the rat conglomerate. As the hour passes and Splinterbell gets in his power nap, Scroungy chases a rat towards the front door and suddenly goes still. And looks down into the darkness, past the door that's open, past the. Did you recover your gear? Uh, your your gear, as in your 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 crank, co. Uh, or would you have left yet. it over there? Okay. Uh, also, I think Gringkeeper had it. I think I gave it to her because she was the one who was always up ahead. Yeah, oh, well, it was she, in her bag. If you had okay. it, then the you don't. Water wheel, I think. Yeah, you yeah. just don't have it back, right? It's still in the crank hole. Cool, so that'd be on the crank hole in the door over there. And Scroungy just stares down the hall, uh, down past the door, past the crank, into the darkness. And after a moment of silence goes... And returning back receives... Wait, the hook whore hears that coming from the dark? Yes. And you all hear it too, echoing down through the doorway. Do we let it go be with its own kind? Do you think Splinterbelt would be okay? I don't think this is his own kind. This sounds like some sort of a big version of these. Perhaps a... Yeah, Splinterbelt, this is a baby. <laughs> it eventually grows into one of those. Not these fast, though. This is too too fast. Oh, you mean the other one could be a grown one. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, yes, this is possible. Uh, I, uh, I do not... Um, I suppose we have to we have to just sort of wait and see what happens. But uh, I... I don't want to just poke my head in. You want to wait out here? Do you want to? Uh, what do you want to do? I mean, we need to be ready. Hookers are dangerous. Yeah. But what if it's something else? Some sort of mimic sees hookhor and goes, "Oh, I can make one," and makes huge one that wants to eat hookhor and us. Okay. Well, if it wants us. to eat a hookhor, then it's also dangerous. Oh, this is good. Also, good point. <laughs> Okay. You tell me where to go. I I go. I take your advice. Ko's gonna get up and quietly creep out of the light of the drift globe and hide in the shadows. Cool. Place yourself on the map where you would be. 
He'd be making his way along the wall here. Oh, this is... um. Let me get my laser pointer. So this is kind of the, the floor, the checkered floor. These are the large pillars. Oh. So you, you can access all this area behind. Oh, okay. So yeah, Ko would be kind of moving back behind these pillars here. These are pillars, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. It's good yeah. cover. So he'd kind of be moving. So he would have moved up to there and then kind of around back here. And then he's just sort of creeping that way. Anybody else move? Greenkeeper would stand up and move a little bit in front of the drift globe between scrounging and the drift globe. And she'd just stand there and watch. Um, I think Splendor Belt would probably, I don't know, scooch down to there. Just kind of backing it up a little. Oh, it's the other Splendor Belt. Wait, where's Scroungy? Is Scroungy facing? It's this door on this, sorry, this side, right? Let me laser it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, so Scroungy sort of was going about hunting rats and stopped about 20 feet in front of you, staring out into the darkness. Got it. Speaking with something beyond. Awesome. Um, we're not in any kind of combat order, so I'd like to try something. Okay. Um, John, did you take your drift globe with you, or did you leave it lit? No, I left it lit okay. in the middle of the room. And also, I got a 28 on my stealth. Got it. All right. What I want to do, at whatever range I need to be, I want to shed some light on this thing. And so... Um, I could do that. I could do that with just a candle. Let's see. Um, all right, we're going to do two things here. I'm going to take, and you tell me if I'm breaking any rules here, but I want to take one of my candles out, light it, throw it grenade style. Let's see, do I have to touch it first? Hold on. Uh, nope, I can do it with it range. So while that thing's flying over there, because it has a flame on it, I will then cast Thermaturgy and cause the flames to brighten and turn, you know, white, let's say, because it lets me choose the color uh, for one minute. I'm basically throwing a light grenade in there. It won't hurt anybody. It just will lay there and, and you know, let us see what's going on past uh, okay. Scroungy, if you'll let me do it. Yeah, I would say normally a throne candle would go out, but since you are enhancing it with magic to make it brighter, the the flame would withstand the throwing energies. Awesome. I could also do it when it lands too, if assuming the flame's still there, which is the tricky part, I guess. No, I, I would require you uh, enhance it ahead of time, otherwise the the okay. light the flame would go out because it's not magical. Got it. No problem. Do I need to do any kind of aim throw or any kind of roll or anything? You're just throwing it as far as you can. Yeah, well, as far in there. I mean, that's a, it's an open space, right? Where he's looking through, or is it, or is the door shut? Let's do. A, so this would be a ranged attack. So let's do a dexterity check. Okay, it'll be a minus one. Um, let's see. That thermaturgy just lasts. I'm gonna cast, um, guidance on me again. Which is a concentration spell. That's why I was checking to make sure the other one wasn't. All right. Um, here we go. You said, uh, sorry, dexterity. Here comes dex. Uh, so that'd be a 10 plus. Uh, so 10 total. 
How far does your drift globe go, Co? Uh, let me see here. The drift globe. Oh, yeah, duh. At its base level. I'm <laughs> doing magic grenades. Uh, it and does John's the light cantrip, so it has a 20 foot radius of dim light. Or no, bright light within a 20 foot radius and dim light for an additional 20. Okay, cool. So uh, right by Scroungy is the edge of the light from the drift globe. So you place a candle over by the door and it illuminates the door and the gear uh, sitting in the door nearby. You would see as you look at your candle, pass the candle down the hall, your dark vision sees large shadows moving. The hookiest of the horrors are down there. Says Splendorbelt? <laughs> <laughs> nope. That would be Table Johnson over here. Do you think we could carry Scroungy out and they wouldn't come after us? You think cause of anger is that, that he is here or they sense that we are here? I don't know. We weren't attacked on the way here. Maybe he's a good luck charm? Maybe. Paylor? Maybe we are supposed to present it to them as a lost... Uh, maybe the egg is theirs. I don't know how hookors work. Uh... <laughs> Probably not, but anyway, uh, if we get if we, <laughs> they may, we may be returning one of their kind to them after a long hiatus of time, and uh, this is a good thing. We, we make peace today. I don't. Okay. I, I don't want to to to, uh, to sign my name to this because it feels like a bad idea, but it is possible. Okay. Uh, should I carry it? Should I try? Or did you want to try? Um. I can do this, but only after one quick moment. And I'm going to, um, I am going to cure wounds on myself. Wait a minute. Did you not do hit dice? I did, but I only got to 68 or 7, and I'm out of dice oh. from the other time I did oh, the hit wow. dice. I've done hit dice twice today. Partially because it's a cool new feature, but partially, partially because I didn't conserve them very well. All right, sorry, where was I? Okay, uh, so we're going to do Cure Wounds. Um, that's going to be a total of 12 points. Yeah, 12 points healing to myself. I guess a little oh, happens <laughs> behind you there, Grinkeeper. Yeah. Splunderbug gets his heal ready. And to the question you posed, the answer seems quite immediate. You see in the flickering candlelight three sets of eyes, hooked horrors, making your way. And as they crawl on all fours and bend down, they scoop up rats that have been running down the hall. It seems that you've unleashed a great feast into the Underdark, and it's called forth several hook horrors. You look at the map you were going to reference earlier, Grinkeeper, from under the, under the Withers Mansion you see nearby, labeled a hook horror nest. It seems to have been alerted, attracted, maybe by the sound of Scroungy, and maybe because you unleashed a whole bunch of rats into the area. I'll put that map in the Discord here again. Hmm. They are entering. You see a hook round the side of the door, and it bends itself down as it brings itself up to that full 13-foot-tall height. 
and it looks at Scroungey. The other two behind it still looking down, eating rats in the corner, gulping them down quickly, and very much looking to the forward one who's entered the door for instruction. Hmm. Any hostility here at all? Like sensing anything that seems like imminent attack if I... I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm going to... I would sense that anyway for who my character is. You could roll a nature check. Okay. This is a shot in the dark of what I'm thinking here. Um, here comes. A 16? You know, in those cold, dead eyes, like a shark, like a shark's eyes and a doll's eyes. <laughs> uh, this is a This is a wild beast. It might have plans, it might have thoughts, but as you've experienced in the past, those eyes are completely blind. It relies entirely on its long whiskers and its sense of hearing to move about as well as a sense of smell. Mm. And it's sniffing the air heavily out in front of it, but it's very much the look of a predator, of just a beast with very little plan to it. And as the forward one pushes through the doorway, kind of bends itself and takes its full height, it turns, its, it cocks its head sideways and its milky cataract eye catches the candle and gives it a stomp and puts Ugh. it out. Ugh. Very well described. Gross. Alright, so lights out then? The candle lights out. The drift globe is still behind you, and with your dark vision you're able to see beyond it into the wall. Uh, Ko, you, I assume, put down your goggles, so you'd be good. No. Uh, Grinkeeper, you're just hearing all of this in the dark. Okay. <laughs> the, chat, the chat room wants us to train them like chocobos, they say. I don't think it works that way, guys. It's not going to happen. Riding through the Underdark on hook horrors. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be very cool. Does anyone have the um, never-ending story music queued up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I should for things like this. Hmm. Oh, sorry, Grinkeeper, you're about to say something when I asked or broke in. Oh, uh, she's going to ask, uh, do you want to go pick up Scroungy? Maybe we could, like, use him to get through. Um, I can't see I would, anything. I would think about it for a second because there's the real chance I could end up giving it back to them, and I don't know how they treat eggs that weren't born there or some weird cultural or, uh, you know, species thing, speciesist thing that they do. Um, but that would all flash kind of before my eyes and then I would just sort of say alright it's a good idea I pick it up and we we take care of it and I would go get him with the intent to approach with him and by approach I mean I guess one of the big guys or the big guy that tilted his head at us and stomped out the candle you pick up Scroungy and approach the lead hook whore here make an animal handling check or a nature check Let's do animal handling. Um, a natural one plus the frick. Uh, a four total plus three from my uh, my thing, my guidance. So you pick up Scroungy and you're gonna like uh, you know Lion King in a little bit, kind of hold Scroungy out in front of you to see what the reaction is. Yeah, 
just kind of like this as an, you know, I, I might bow a little low, you know, nothing too crazy, but just kind of like down respectful kind of bow and, and approach him holding it out Simba style. Yeah. And as you start to approach, it gives a. <laughs> and you see it rear up. Co, you in particular see the other two begin to move around the sides. This is all out of Grinkeeper's vision. But immediately, whatever it said in its own hook horror language has caused the other two to enter the room and begin flanking around the side. Splendorbelt, you find yourself right in front with Scroungy. And as it's turned its head to look at you with its one dead eye, Ko, you see a hook kind of raising up behind. And you get to act first, if you wish. Yeah, uh, Ko would uh, send out an, uh, an attack to try and prevent him from getting slashed. So it's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> a nice gesture. A natural 20. All right. Roll it again. Co's favorite enemy, the hook horror. That is true. A natural 20. Oh, damn right. Come on. How, how do you critically and completely in one shot, as your name calls it, <laughs> down a hook horror yet again? Hmm. Well, he knows the spot. He knows it well. He earned his name one-shotting uh, hook whores. So a uh, psychic blade just comes streaking. Just looks like a little the little flash of, of light, just a glint through the dark, uh, right into the head of the hook whore. Louder than it needed to be. And like a piercing crystal of psychic energy, it just blows its mind pieces oozing out the ears the hook horror in the lead with all its scars its long broken whiskers falls dead by the time it hits the ground I'm now going to make some checks I rolled the damage just to clear the crit because it it lit up sounds good there's a flashing button we're gamers we know yeah we know what's up I had to I had to know Immediately, the other two turn and look at the one that collapsed. They raise their hooks out in front of them in a sort of X fashion and begin to back up and back away. Oh, I'm getting dark crystal vibes for some reason from that. <laughs> totally. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like big, giant, weird puppets. Ugh. Anyway. I was going to activate the psychic network and uh, hit everybody here. Uh, for the next six hours. Um, and he's just going to tell them, okay, I downed the first one. The other two look like they might be retreating. Just hold. I'll reply. Okay. I'm worried about bird. And I'll look down in my arms and, and uh, see what the bird's reaction is to the murder of its kind. Let's roll a, another animal handling. Okay. Oh, gotta be kidding me. Hold on. D4 coming in. No way. Uh, eight total. The exact same. I don't get Literally it. Literally the exact same. What are the chances of a natural one, two natural 20s in a row, and then this, which reflects my last roll? Like, I don't get it. 
Scroungey is, is struggling in your arms. You have a, you have your hands under the, the armpits of the hooks, and it seems to be kicking about and struggling. You're not sure why. You can't read its intention. Hmm. All right. Well, I would relay the back that I I, I don't know how he's... I, I don't know if, what, what we are doing with this bird. <laughs> and I'll just kind of hold it tight, a little bit nervous now about what any of this means, and maybe this is a bad idea. Scroungy box and, and clicks back behind you, and, and its head kind of looks around, almost like it's trying to bite your hand. The hook oh. horrors literally biting, biting the hand that feeds him. Little bastard, he ate all my food. He kind of feeds himself. That's what I mean. I'm still, the ha- <laughs> I'm still the hand. I'm still the hand that feeds him. I'm still the hand in parentheses or in quote marks. <laughs> Down is up, up is down. The two hook horrors, with their heads bowed and their hooks crossed, exit and head back into the darkness. Should we get going now? I don't... My understanding is they left because why? Because we beat their their alpha or something. Why did it they It definitely leave? seemed like it was the leader. But I think we need to proceed with caution. They may still be waiting mm. looking for food yes this is a good point I, I uh, we can proceed but do so very carefully do you put down scroungy yeah put him in my bag again as you put him down he immediately like a kitten runs over to your leg and grasps you and starts crawling up your side so he's scared he reaches your back with his hooks, he flips open your your pack and dives inside. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good enough for him. That's all I'll do with him for now. Are we proceeding stealthfully, or what's our what's our plan? We can try, but my roll history today may say otherwise. But I wouldn't yeah. mind trying to move carefully. I'll uh, I'll scout out ahead. We've got the psychic network. I can let them know if I see anything. I'll stealth ahead and see what I can find. Sounds good. Do we use the drift globe or what's uh what's the lighting situation for Grinkeeper? Well Grinkeeper um, can light up her dagger. Okay. Co will even say, Why don't you hold on to the drift globe for now? I don't use it very often and you know, you might want to use your sword for other things. Okay. Sounds good. If no good, you can I can make candle grenade. It's very easy. <laughs> All right, I'm removing the drift globe from my inventory, so just make sure you add it so it does not get lost to time. All right, roll your stealth. It's going to be hard to beat that, but let's roll again anyway. Uh, 32. 32. You head out the door in total silence. A whisper, not even fart on the wind <laughs> don't tell me Co is gone out in front of you but of course to do the psychic network you have a general inkling that he's nearby and out ahead and you all pursue does anyone else want to make a stealth check no uh, I do <laughs> well it was, will it put me if I aim for stealth it's, is it any worse or better if I fail at stealth or just walk normally do you know now the dice have a range so That's there's a, a chance you would make a very loud noise accidentally. 
So basically, I'm asking you if you want to take 10. So whatever your 10 is, that would be... So what's your stealth? Uh, my stealth it's is not. negative one with disadvantage. So you would be taking a nine here and walking forward, or you can roll and see what happens. Oh, my gosh. I'm having a Vegas moment. Um, I'm going to roll this roll for because my there has to be a turnaround coming. This will be the part where it yep, happens. Yep, spoken like a true gambler. Yeah. The Vegas description very apt. So cars are hot. Let's do it. Yep. So Lord of Lord of uh, of casinos, help me here. All right, here we go. First roll. It's not too bad. A fifteen. Uh, but that's I guess it doesn't matter. Let's see what the second roll is. Oh shit. Uh, a 12 so a 12 it's not that bad okay. it was it's almost a natural a one yeah. that one is right there on the edge but it didn't quite do it <laughs> 60 feet okay excellent I was just checking the dark vision goggles and the range and it is 60 feet so Ko you lead the way you head out into the winding caverns once again and make your way towards what's labeled on the map here as the umbral flight Behind you, a sort of stealthy Splendor Belt sneaks, and a Grinkeeper with dagger and orb walks. And as you all walk out the door, Grinkeeper, you grab your crank, I assume. Yes. And you head into the cavern. At each tunnel that you pass, each junction, A foot and a half long turkey head with blind eyes peers around a corner and watches you go. And in complete silence, the head turns and just watches you walk. A disembodied head? Oh, no, no, no. It's attached to a hook or on the other side. Okay, okay. <laughs> I picture just a head. I don't know why. That would be even more creepy. Yeah, it would. <laughs> but... You go undisturbed and you reach the flight. And as soon as you reach the staircase and you take your first steps down, Grinkeeper with you in the back and your light shining out, the hook horrors rush around the corner towards the Black Basilica and the great pile of rats that wait beyond. And you all head down and down and down and down again. With one staircase left to go, now the decision is, after this long walk in our current state, do we head up the final one next time, or do we return to town? Hmm. Or do we take our chances and try to long rest in the dark? Can we also go visit the Flump Spa? That's true, you could go to the Flump Spa. Yeah, but we're <laughs> Totally here. right there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, really my... just... I feel like, you know, then we don't have to forge another lift. We're not going to potentially get in trouble in town. Like all it takes is one night of surviving, whatever. That's what I would do. But you do have to put up with flumps again. It gives uh, Splendor Belt a chance if those minotaurs are there to make good for his people, seeing as he's been such a damn mm -hmm. monster this whole game. I don't have to do any of that until we get <laughs> the home. The Avalith might be there to answer where the Princess Hissia is. Yeah. I, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, right. He can finally be a good person. <laughs> Thanks to his uh, Ebenezer Scrooge moment he had earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, Hakar, what day is it? 
<laughs> Why, it's Christmas Day. Oh, shit. Grab me the biggest turkey you can find. Um, I don't know what to do here. I kind of want to stay and do the eight hours, but, but Ko is not wrong. Also, he's not telling me this, so this is just... Yeah, F that. We're going to sleep here. I yeah. am the sound of your conscience. <laughs> you want to go to the flump spa. Uh, if they go to the spa, Grinkeeper's going to put the urns in her bag of holding so that they're not just left out. Oh, right. Very good. So you now ha- so I, I kind of had the uh, the feeling that we left one of the urns down there, but that's fine, too. Yeah, one of them, but we're going to be going back there. Cool, cool. So we retrieved the urn we had left and have two urns now, the one with the large golden bat head on top and one with the hook horror head on top. I've By the way... Plump spa. Like, what? that's my vote. Well, you guys have a whole... Yeah, you got a whole tunnel system and staircase to go, so you all can talk about this the way down. Well, I mean, I'd get a massage again. That was really nice. Did you like your massage splendor belt? Uh, I think I do. What did I do? I just stood there, right? I didn't ever get on the thing. Yeah, I never let anyone massage me. At the I, end of the episode, I, you were whisked away. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll convey that. Just like, no, I, uh, I did not have this experience. Long story as to why not. Well, I I think the flump spa might be the way to go. We could get a, a rest in. I know everybody's a little beat up, and we don't know what's waiting for us down the next hallway. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe some of us have unfinished business at the spa. Yeah, I've, I'm for it. But is it, it feels a bit like we are parking uh, eight blocks away from your house or whatever the equivalent in our world would be. And then come walking home from there. Why we keep making trip back and forth? Well, if we go back to town, we're going to have to forge another document to come back down here. And we're going to have to sneak off again. And we run an even greater risk of being caught. If we sleep in the Underdark, we run the risk of getting eaten and attacked in the middle of the night. We're going to have to set up a careful watch. And if we press on, we can certainly try, but... You know, I, I don't know about you, but I've been pretty beaten up today. Okay. And to be he's, frank, Splendor Belt, you look worse than me. He's good point. Uh, I will, in his head, Splendor Belt's head, this is all just a delay to him getting back to the farm and fixing fixing the relationship problem he's got with his workers. Um. So, so I would agree. I would say yes. You you are making good point. It's fine. We can come back and we'll I'll I'll agree to the spa. All right. Then we head to the spa, and you approach the doors. The doors that you know beyond lead to the deep winds flump bathhouse. The doors push open, and inside is this the right? I don't even know if this. No. Okay. Yes, it's right. Hello. Deep wings, I am poof. Ah, uh, adventurers. Oh, we are most pleased to have you here. And he deposits a menu into your hands. It is written in common. You see the price of a room and a night's stay with a meal at 1,000 gold pieces. Each, oh. each or total? Each. 
Um, does this price reflect people who helped save the spa from monster attacks? We have learned the value of our spa since your visit. We have understood the concept of, as you call it, supply and demand. <laughs> Forgot about the farts. I don't have the fart queued up, so it'll just be a... <laughs> it's almost worse. Um, hmm. Gridkeeper's pulling out a thousand already. Yeah, I do the, the same. Nope. Very good. Right this way, heroes. Wait, Co, are you good? Yeah, I just, you know, I feel like we really did them a big solid, and I'm not entirely sure we're getting our money's worth from this. You look back out the door and you see the hole under dark, which you could sleep in at the DM's pleasure. Look, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying, you know, we did we did the flumps a favor, and uh, I feel like we should get uh, not menu prices. Perhaps you'd like <laughs> to speak to Mistress Pooh. No, not really. Here, a thousand gold. Hand it over. Right this way, your relaxation and evening awaits. And that's where we'll end for today. <laughs> for next time, we will be joined by our final guest of the Delver's storyline. That'll yes. be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Do we don't do we wanna we don't wanna hint at anything or you know, give it away or I, I think I think we're safe, safe to hint. Alright. Who yeah. is it? We can just say I we totally, can say names. I've totally forgot yeah. who's doing it. Who's doing it? Ben Baumhofer oh, will be ben. joining us. That's right. Oh, Ben. I'm sorry. Just now I remember the conversation about the cool possibility somebody mentioned. And that's all I'll say about that. Kind of pulled a Johnson there. All right. Uh, that'll be next week right here on There Will Be Dungeons. Come and see the big, well, uh, guest finale that the show has this season. All right. Do that. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Big thanks to everybody who supports us as a Dungeons Plus member over at therewillbedungeons.com. Find all the details and everything you might need right there and find out how to get cool rewards just for being a cool fan. That's therewillbedungeons.com. All right. I think that's going to do it. For me, for Kyle, for John, and for Kristen, and for the two babies that aren't on camera right now, we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.